Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's time for the Ant Hill Show. What's up, Jay Hill? How's it going? It's going pretty good. I'm yeah, pretty happy. You've been enjoying uh, Christmas, enjoying Christmas, enjoying life. Yep, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's important, man. Always helps. You gotta enjoy life. You never know when it could end. Wow. Yeah, I mean that, that's a that's a true statement. It's a, a little dark, but it's true though. It's very dark and ominous. Well, just like. Michael Harris, R.I.P., man. Oh, that's I, too bad, yeah. I heard him on the radio with Chris Mad Dog Russo on Tuesday. He was dead by Wednesday morning. Like, 
Yeah, big loss for the NFL in general. And, you know, it, the 50-year anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. How was his jersey not retired? I don't know. That was a surprise That was to me weird. Wasn't that, that just yeah. weird to hear that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm one of those ones that I do believe what they need to start doing instead of actually retiring jerseys is just putting them in a, you know, make them in a ring of honor. Yeah. Because you're going to lose the number uh, of jerseys here pretty uh, soon. Uh, especially with a historic franchise that, like Pittsburgh. That, yeah. That's had so many good players over the years. So. Pittsburgh, Dallas, San uh, Francisco, yeah. uh, the Patriots here pretty soon probably. You're going to lose a lot of numbers. The Packers are in that conversation Oh, yeah, too. for sure, Packers. So good yeah. call on that. So, Jason, the 49ers played the Washington Commanders yeah. on Saturday, Christmas Eve. And boy, what a Christmas gift did the 49ers give the faithful a thirty to a, thir- a thirty-seven, thank you, to twenty victory. Fantastic performance overall. A second half offensive explosion, but a oh, not excited about that. Uh, okay, well, let's get into this. What do you think about this Commanders game? You're already, I can already feel the negative. It's like it's not, you got a haircut and <laughs> negativity. Came. It's not negative. No, it's not. It's not negative. It, so, so me and Horsey were sitting there watching the game, right? And and it's odd to say when you beat a team by 17 points, but they left a lot out there. Though. I mean, they could have, that was a game that they should have had between 45 and 50 with the number of short field goals that, that Robbie kicked. Now, did we necessarily need to be aggressive at, at that point? No, but with, with, with Ernie still getting, was still trying to get him as many reps as possible. I, I wish that Kyle would have set his foot on, on the gas a little more, how we say? Wow. But no, like, so I, I guess, I, I guess fourth down conversions by Kyle Shannon, going for it on fourth down in the first drive, it. those aren't aggressive enough no, for you. No, but what do you want from him? Jason? More touchdowns. Oh, so it's Kyle's I, fault. You know, no, 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 I think it's Kyle, but he seemed aggressive to me. You know, my thing, I hate, I hate field goals. The only time I like a field goal is if it's, if it ends the game and, make it other than that i'm not, I'm not a big fan of him well so, I, I think you've seen right kyle fourth and short he went for it right fourth and long he didn't why i don't understand why you would be upset or say he wasn't aggressive i'm enough. upset that that they didn't convert those those short fields into but you blamed kyle's aggressiveness on those well the, there was a there was one in particular they were inside the 10 it was like fourth and six and it, so they had a chance to get a, get a first down or get the touchdown and I just would have rather them just just wow. j- just drive the nail right through the heart. Yeah, I, I I'm not gonna go there with you. I can't. I, that's fine. And as a person that enjoys analytics and numbers as much as you, uh, there's no way anyone would have said go for it in that situation. Uh, Kyle Shannon made the right move. You kicked the field goal. But when because... you're up, up 13 and you and that 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 field goal d- still puts you at a in a two score window. So I'd rather them go for the touchdown and go and get that 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 go by three scores right he kicks a field goal they go up 16 that means not only do you have to score two touchdowns two, but you have two, to score two, point two point conversions i know there's a guy named nicholas bosa he does not allow two point conversions in his house he doesn't he doesn't allow he destroyed your boy house. carson wentz with a huge sack I'm how dare you try to block him with logan thomas get out of here with that crap that was outrageous yeah that's that's dumb hey, is what it is we, we do need, need to give the commander some some credit though no we don't because why do we, why do we need to give they, them credit they, i'm just kidding they, they ran for over 70 yards which hadn't happened oh no 79 yards yeah which which the bummer was 
Uh, coming into the day, we were tied with the 2000 Baltimore yeah. Ravens for consecutive games under 70. So that, w- that would have been an all-time NFL record. Now, that being said, it took them like 8,000 carries to get those 79 yards, but at least they got there. And hey, they actually scored 20 points. Only yeah. the, the third time this year that we allowed... Well, I, I, I'm, I, if you want to give them the 20 points, you give them the 20 points. Drake Greenlaw had an interception taken away from him that would that have prevented a, the 20 that, points. That call should have been challenged. And it would have been a number one play. Like That would have been overall the highlight. That, that, was, that, was a, that was crazy. Jahan Dotson, it goes underneath him, all the way out, around, bounces off his elbow. I was surprised... Kyle didn't actually challenge that. Well, I believe they told him he couldn't challenge an incomplete because, because pass. it was incomplete. Oh, because he's okay. the defensive coach. Yeah. Or, or, you know, on the defensive side of the ball at the time. It's interesting overall. Uh, but I thought the 49ers, you know, I think you could easily say the defense wasn't as sharp as it has been, you know, the, the couple weeks Too before. Many third longs. Um, they gave up. They did long, give up a lot oh, in the yeah. first half. Yeah. You're right. I thought, though, overall, you know, when they need to make plays, they made plays. Jimmy so, yeah, Ward comes up story. with another Another nice pick. Yeah, so and, uh, it it was see, it, it's tough though because the bar for that defense is so damn high. Yeah, like like it, it because that they've earned that right to be that high, which is, which is good in itself that they've that hey they gave up twenty points and they allowed fourth, third, and ten plus, and we're whining. Like, well, it, well, it, you're whining. It, Okay, well, <laughs> Let, let's let's keep it clear. I'm not whining. It's a good problem to have. You're whining. Like they're they are so good that and. We still scored 37 points, and I'm like, there's been yeah. a lot more. Like, yeah, once again, good problem to have. Well, I think you're, you're, what you're saying, your sentiments are correct, right? Fred Warner said, you know, hey, you, you're not going to be mad about a win, but, right, there's some things out there. It felt, for being a 17-point win, it, it, it didn't feel like, that was a nice win. It was like, oh, I missed a play here, missed a play here. Missed, and, and it's not necessarily about the commanders. It's about looking forward to bigger games next month and hopefully the month after where against certain teams you can't cap you 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 get that chance you have to get that seven and not get the three yeah i think you're i think you're looking at it that way but you're also playing you just talked about how historic and great this defense is that's part of the reason you can play get threes and take advantage of that because you have that defense but let's not forget they scored 30 points in the second half half, And you're saying it could have it, it could easily been forty. It, it could have, but it's like, still thirty points on a pretty good commander's top, defense. Top five defense. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, so let's remember so, that I mean, like, in the whole case. There's too. There, there's a lot of good things, but it's, it still just was kind of like a, oh yeah. I think the first half had people feeling oh yeah, but that second half was pretty fun to watch. First let's talk was, about was, let's talk about okay. Brock Purdy. Uh, Brock Purdy had some pretty good stats in his football game. I mean, he was he was getting it done at a at a pretty high rate. I was overall pretty happy with Brock Purdy's game. Fifteen of twenty two, almost seventy percent at sixty eight. He's been pretty consistent he's, he's, around he's there. Sixty five plus every game and so. two hundred and thirty four yards, two touchdowns, and then Jawan Jennings with an interception. <laughs> that was the most like that was one where like, literally we're sitting watching the game, you know, and we're kind of talking, and we're like, oh, good. Now the the throw was at his hip. So it wasn't perfect, but that's a throw that an NFL receiver has to catch nine times out of ten. With that much space, too. Yeah, if he catches that, he gets 10, 12 more yards at least. And then to swat it up in the air like that was just, like, that's that's one of those we talked about before. They need to change the stat to where an interception on a quarterback is one thing, and an interception on a receiver or didn't, because that was totally not, not Brock's fault. yeah. I'm with you. I mean, Brock Purdy put the ball, you know, in a pretty good spot. The hip is not the greatest. You want it a little bit out in front, but 
in the grand scheme of things, NFL receivers are expected to make that catch. Yeah, absolutely. It's a catchable football. It's not in traffic. And, you know, you're right. It's unfortunate. It, it gets tipped up in the air. It ends up it. being an interception. And that is actually what causes Washington their first touchdown. Their first touchdown because that was one of those situations that Kyle loves because they're getting the, the ball coming out of the, and the, yeah. and the second half. Even a, a field goal would have put a 10-0 at get, half. Yep. It's huge. And he loves those two-for-one situations. And get the ball back, too. And it didn't work out. That's and a, you got exactly to give it. commanders credit. They took care of business on offense, made a play. You know, but what what I loved about the way Kyle Shanahan went about it in the second half is here came Brock Purdy, and he went boom, boom, pass. He opened it up. He was getting the ball around, and then they ended up getting the deep shot to George Kittle that he steals the pass from Ray Ray, 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 Ray McLeod, the, the interception <laughs> over Ray Ray McLeod. And I just thought though that you know it was a, a exciting way for them to come out and take advantage. And and really, it's not an easy team to throw on because of how good their front is. That Chase Young's back. Good, yeah. But you're still able to do it. And I thought that was a really good part of this 49ers win was the way the offense came out in the first uh or second half, the first two drives and just touchdown, touchdown. Yep. No, it was he 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 like I said, he 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 plays the the position not like he doesn't have any wild plays, but he, he doesn't do anything stupid but though either. And he takes what, what the defense will give him. And if you blow a coverage, he will capitalize on did, that. Did you just say he doesn't have any wild plays? Well, if we're like like wild plays, I mean like something where you where like like you see from Josh Allen or or, or Mahomes that like leads Sports Center off. Like, look what Josh Allen did today, folks. He hurled nine guys. Yeah, know? I mean, because there were some wild plays where he avoided people inside the pocket right. and got of rid of the yes. football. That would have been dead to right sacks for almost. I mean, uh, the top were Jimmy. They would have been. Yeah, even, you know, a lot of other quarterbacks. I mean, there's probably like 10% of the quarterbacks that could have avoided yeah. that in the entire league. I mean, the those plays are wild plays because even incompletions or throwaways, live to fight another day, are so important for this football yeah. team because they can they can get those that yardage. Penalties kill them on drives, but they can overcome those things. I, I think Brock Purdy has a lot of wild plays. This is like this is kind of like your Fred Warner thing earlier. No, he's not no, making no, any flash no, plays. No, no, no. Yes, no, it is. I don't. I love Brock, I, but but he's for this team. He he's perfect, right? Like we don't need him I, to I be. I feel like an, that's a slight. No, we, we don't need him to to be the the end all be all. We we have enough talent. We're and our offensive scheme is good enough. I agree. The offensive scheme is great. I think the one thing that I'm noticing is the the wide open receivers are getting hit this this time. You know, uh, Brock Purdy's doing a pretty good job at that. I love his his stat lines. You know, if we can get that consistently from him, nearly seventy percent completion percentage, two touchdowns. You know, two thirty to two fifty uh, per game. And if you can beat. limit the turnovers too, you know, we have this one from Jawan. But uh, if you can do that, I think that's very winnable football. For this team, all throughout the regular season playoffs and potentially a you know Super Bowl run. I mean, real, realistically, two of inter, his interceptions to me, I I don't count. The, the other one against Miami, the one that where he it was on on fourth, fourth down, down yeah. yeah, and he just kind of threw it up there and gave Ayuk a chance, and David Howard made the play. But it, yeah. yeah, I think I think if he had to do it over again, he would have thrown a back shoulder. Yeah, um, or he would have put a little bit more air under it so Ayuk could have went and got it. But you're right, I don't blame that one either. That was a that was like a punt. It put him inside the twenty. If he was smart, he would just 
Knocked it down. Yeah, David Howard, that's what he should have done. You yep. know, he should have just knocked the football down. That's situational football. Yep. Uh, but you're right. Brock Purdy's done a very good job of managing. You know, and people like to talk about, you know, near interceptions or almost interceptions. Diggs, of course, almost had the near interception. And then they had one, two, where uh, one of the defenders dropped off. I forget which defense alignment it was. Yeah. Dropped off, and they almost had the pick. And they got called back. And, yeah, those are true. Um, but I think that he's learned from those mistakes yep. and gotten better and better every week. I love it. And one thing I really like is how George Kittle's playing. We talked about Kittle last week, but then Kittle came out and had another two touchdown performance, 120 yards. Uh, he is just, he's really exploding right now. And, you know, it was one of those plays was a real simple, just, it was a boot. Brock pretty, you know, ran up, made a nice throw. And then George Kittle made it happen with a little help from Juwan Jennings block. So as soon as that touchdown happened, I, I, I look at Horsey and I said, I now forgive Jawan for that pick because if he doesn't put that block on him, I don't know if he scores. Like that, that literally gave him the touchdown. So I was like, okay, you cost us one, but you get us that one back. As far as kills going, what do we say when Debo got hurts? Somebody's got to step up and be the be the the next guy behind Caffrey. We didn't know if it was gonna. Be, yeah, Ayuk, he, he, he's playing pretty well. I, I, I'd like to see a little more from him, but it's been Kittle. Like, he's on a mission to just dominate the game in every way now, and I love it. Yeah, I mean, Kittle is exploding onto the scene. I mean, he's having himself a really, really good season. And, you know, it was, Jason, it was just a little bit of time ago that they were talking about the fact that, you know, George Kittle was maybe struggling a little bit, and maybe he had fallen off. Lost a step. Yeah, and, you know, now he's... He's got it going, and everyone's talking about how he's, you know, the best tight end in football, and you know all that stuff again. And which I mean, he's playing at a high level, and he's got 46 catches this season for 593 yards and six touchdowns. I think that needs to be updated uh, because I yeah. believe he has eight he's, touchdowns now. Um, so they haven't updated the stats from the game where he had 120 yards. So you add that on top. Uh, so over so seven, yeah, over seven, 700, seven eight yards. touchdowns, which matches his career high. Yep. For a season, and then also the catches on top of that. So he has over 50 catches. Uh, George Kittle's playing at a high rate, and then also Brandon Ayuk is playing at a high rate. Ayuk con consistently has five catches for over 80 yards, yeah. you know, and he just plays really well. And in this game, he had that one big play that, that was, was so 54. Nice. Ooh, he almost broke for a touchdown. That was spectacular. And Ayuk now 114 yards away from his first 1,000 yard season. Yep. Uh, I think that this offense is just rolling. And, you know, you were talking to me earlier about the fact that Debo's inching closer and that he's getting healthier and healthier. It looks like they're going to start practicing him here pretty soon, uh, getting him reacclimated to this offense. They're scoring, they've scored 30 points three times with Brock Purdy at the helm without Debo Samuel. Yep. yep. It's, it's pretty impressive. And let's talk about this 49ers offense overall. How good is the 49ers offense? Because... There has been, you know, uh, talks about the defense all all year long, how great they are. But where does this 49ers offense sit? Is this the best the 49ers offense has been uh, in recent memory? I So with Brock Purdy as our quarterback, this is the most dynamic, explosive offense that we've seen since Kaepernick first got on the scene and they ran those three options. In 2012? Yep. I think that it's looked pretty good. I think that... <laughs> you said pretty good. Uh, pretty good. That was nice uh, right there. That was, that... I, I think when it, with uh, with Radio what they're better. doing on offense, you got Christian McCaffrey, 
since he's gotten there, he's made a huge impact on this 49ers team. Uh, right away, you see the instant impact with what Jimmy Garoppolo did. Yep. He now had a safety you know, net that he could get to. Uh, George Kittle was allowed to kind of get healthy and then you know, re-acclimate to this offense. And I thought that they were starting to figure out how to use McCaffrey and Debo together. And I, it was really exciting. And then when Purdy got on the scene, it felt like some things that were kind of off the table as far as throwing, like the outside the numbers, deep passes, Back things like that, now were open. And I think that his a lot of it had to go with what he does in the pocket with Brock Purdy, the, the escapability, also Kyle Shannon being able to move the pocket, open some things up. Because when you look at this commander's game, the 49ers didn't run the football very well. Really 71 didn't. yards yeah. of their rushing attack was Ray McLeod on the big touchdown. The rest, I mean, McCaffrey just over three yards per carry, yeah. TDP just over three yards per carry. But the 49ers offense put up 37 points. And the reason is... Because now they're not one dimensional. Nope. You know, it doesn't take a run game for their pass game to be able to be, you know, executing at a high level. Now they could do it either side. Oh, run game's not getting it done today because they're stacking the box. Well, now you have to deal with our explosive passing game. Oh, you want to sit everyone back, you know, drop eight and you know, not have seven or eight guys in the box. That's mm -hmm. great. No now we're gonna you. run the football all over you. Yep. Uh, the 49ers now are are very balanced on offense, and we know Kyle Shannon always wants to be balanced. Yes. It's it. It's what Kyle would try and do with Jimmy is, oh, they're stacking the box. Let's try and use the passing game to loosen them up. Sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. So far, it hasn't been stopped. And that's a big credit to Brock. It is. I, I think Brock Purdy's done a, a really good job. Uh, before we move on to the next topic, I wanted to ask you because you know Jimmy Garoppolo has the cast off. The reports are that sometime this week he's going to get his boot off, and then they're going to start you know working him out and seeing where he can get. Uh, what are your thoughts if if Jimmy Garoppolo comes in the playoffs and likelihood it would be what divisional round at best at yeah. best. Let's say divisional round he's able to go, um, but Brock Purdy played well in the wild card. Are you sticking with Brock Purdy and having Jimmy Garoppolo be your backup quarterback? Put me on the spot now, I see, huh? Hey, oh, yeah, you, that's how we roll on the <laughs> um, angel show. A tough question. <clears throat> wow. I, I, I've had too many memories of us winning playoff games almost in spite of Jimmy, even though he looked to be a different quarterback so far this year. So I, I don't know whether that plays, but, you know, the Packer game last year, won that game because of special play he had one good drive late to get an end of pickle range the ram game fourth quarter he melted he fought out melted down now he, there was a few other guys who helped that too but him he himself melted down this is two bowl fourth quarter melted down the nfc championship game a couple years ago he threw the ball six times well game, that's all he had to do that run game was absolutely dominant if if it let, let's let's take that that game in particular, take out the name Jimmy Garoppolo and put Joe Montana. Does anyone bat an eye? But Joe's all, all. take out the name and put Steve Young in his first playoff appearance. If it was his first playoff game, I I think people would be a little, a, a little surprised if he only threw six passes. I mean, if you can run the football, why do anything else? I mean, yes, but still that 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 first touchdown was a a third and seven. Where it looked like they were just just trying to get to maintain field goal range, and it just uh, happened that it, it was 
No, no, no. no. Blocks really well, and most of it's no, really no. fast. No, it was a really great call by Kyle Shanahan. He had two plays in the huddle, and Jimmy Garoppolo gets him to the correct play, which is the give to Raheem Mostert, because Green Bay's playing against the pass. So it's open. Mostert has the, the ability to run really fast, and there was a nice hole. Uh, that is just good offense executed at a high level. Well, I just think quarterbacks don't get enough credit for what they do in the run game, and that's all quarterbacks because they have to get their offense in the right play depending on look the defense is giving them. And Jimmy does it at a pretty good level, and Brock Purdy's been doing it pretty well too. Okay, so I'm riding with Brock. What are you doing? Oh, I'm riding with Brock as no. long as he's 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 being consistent the way he's playing right now. He's the hot hand. There's no reason to upset you know what's going on in the chemistry, everything that's being built. I would bring Jimmy Garoppolo back because I believe he's a better backup quarterback than Josh Johnson. Yeah. And I think you roll with Purdy. Now, if Purdy, you know, gets into the playoffs and he starts struggling and you're winning in spite of Brock Purdy, then you can turn then to a veteran really so, Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo. The the locker room will support him. It would be fine. Uh, but you want to make sure you have the best possible quarterback situation you can. And I believe as of right now, that's Purdy one, Jimmy Garoppolo two. But we don't know how Brock is going to respond in the playoffs. I think he's going to do well because nothing has shook him so sign. far. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's where I would roll with it, too. I, I'm I'm one of those guys. I wouldn't care what, if it was Brock Purdy or if Jimmy was the guy that had gotten hot. Uh, wow. I'm, I'm rolling with the hot hand because we've seen this through the years. Tom Backup Brady. quarterbacks can get hot and Jeff run through. Hostetler. Jeff Hostetler. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. There you go. Some yeah. good examples of quarterbacks. Uh, Roethlisberger took all the way to the NFC or AFC championship game one year. Sean King, NFC championship game playing for, you know, those teams. So uh, it, it does work out. A bad call away from actually beating Rams that game. Yeah, let's talk about Nick Bosa. Because uh, oh, Bosa gosh. now has 17 and a half sacks. He's tearing it up. He's being absolutely spectacular. He's got all eyes on Alden Smith's 19 and a half sacks. And if he gets it, it will be legitimate 16 games because he missed a he game missed and a game. half. Yep. So uh, what are your thoughts on Nick Bosa, where he's at? I think he's going to be defensive player of the year. Uh, wh what do you think about how Bosa's playing right now? What I love is the national narrative ha has switched. Right? Like, for since about week five, we have been saying that give him the award. Yeah. Like, I don't give a damn what, what Micah does. Give him, give, give the 97 the award. Well, now... Now you're seeing Tony Romos hang it. You're seeing the guys on, on ESPN, all their 10,000 NFL shows, saying, oh, yeah, it looks like Nick Bosa's got a, a stranglehold on EPOY. So it's deserved. It should be. And it will make up a little bit for him not being in All-Pro last year, which was criminal. Too. Yeah. I mean, he, he's part of what's happening for Nick Bosa is he continues to perform at the highest level, which is a reason why everyone pays attention, but also his team. He's a part of an elite defense and a team that's on an eight-game winning streak. That finally is enough to get everyone's attention. The best oh, player on the good. best team. Wow. Yeah, he, he's pretty darn good, right? Yeah. And so I it's think, just in. yeah, I love I love what Nick Bosa is doing for this team. He's making it difficult for offenses in a variety of ways, and uh, since Eric Armstead's gotten back, I feel like Bosa's gotten more one-on-one -on -one situations. It, it's been really, really nice to watch. And now Javon Kinlaw came back to help on the interior okay. run so defense. Here's a, a Bosa question. Okay. Where are you? Steve Kime, when, when he's not in rehab, or, or I mean on his medical leave, do, do you th think he's going, probably should have taken 97 
instead of Kyler? Uh, I think that, yes, in retrospect, you'd rather have Nick Bosa, but I think at the moment uh, they were going all in on offense. I mean, yep. they, they they hired Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, Kings, Kingsbury's guy is, you know, Kyler Murray. To me, that was the move they had to go with. If he would have stick stuck with the, the coach he had already, they would have drafted Nick Bosa Wilson with the first goes, overall goes pick. First, yeah. uh, but Wilkes was gone, and, and they were going with Kingsbury, rocking with it, and it didn't work out for them. Uh, but you know what? That unfortunate, unfortunate for them and great rewards for the 49ers getting Bosa, and it's, it's been huge ever since. Who do you think the 49ers would have taken if Bosa would, if Bosa would have went one? I don't know. I think they would have taken Josh Allen that ends up going to the Jacksonville Jaguars, the edge rusher out of Kentucky, uh, big and long. He's pretty good. Yeah, too. he's pretty good. He reminds me a lot of Alden Smith's length yeah. and stuff. He's Alden Spectacular, so he's not Alden Smith, don't get me wrong. But I thought that that was kind of a, a, an area that could have went. It wouldn't have shocked me if they had traded back a little too. Yeah, that, they could have easily have been like, back. ah, that's our guy. Let's go back a few picks. I'm sure somebody's going to want to come up and get Kyler, so yeah, so a big move ends up working out for the 49ers and the 49ers defensive line. We, we just mentioned our Eric Armstead, but Javon Kinlaw comes back. It seems like this defensive line, even when they're missing pieces like Kevin Givens, Hassan Ridgeway, uh, no matter what, they're still playing at the highest of levels. What do you think about this 49ers defensive line with the play of Jordan Willis, uh, the play of TY McGill, you know, and these guys? Do you <laughs> think that the you know, that Chris Kacerik just has such a rhythm going that it's, it's plug-and-play with some of these high-end players, and they're just getting even better? Yeah, no, it, it it's, seems like that's actually the case, which is, like, surprising. This late in the season, the guys are continuing to improve, but I, I don't know what he gives them in the lunchroom. I don't know what he gives them in their cups for the meantime, but... Whatever it is, keep it coming and maybe give it to Mike McGlinchey too. Maybe. Oh, uh, McGlinchey hasn't played that bad. Drive by, drive by. I got, I got wow. by, by. Hey, hey, I'm just glad he went through the whole game and didn't get called for a holding call. That was exciting. He actually had two pivotal offside penalties in this Those game. Those didn't help, but yeah. But uh, the false was... starts were huge. But uh, when it comes to this defensive line, I think they're figuring out roles to what they're going to do with Javon Kinlaw. Uh, I'm going to expect him to be ramped up to about 20 to 25 plays. You know, this week and I against Vegas. And I think that when you look at the the, the defensive line and how that rotation goes, Kinlaw's gonna come off for obvious pass downs. Yeah. They're gonna roll with Charles Amenahue. They're gonna, you know, roll with Jordan Willis and those guys. And then Kerry Hyder, once he's back from injury, he'll kind of go back into that rotation as they get guys to get play on the interior. And when they get a Minihue out there and feeling that, you know, former Arden key role uh with with the guys they already have with Ebucom and Bosa and Armstead, that is that's freaking rough. Uh, for these past defense or past offenses, uh, and I think they're gonna they're gonna keep doing damage, and I think Kinlaw's gonna help them stop the run, which they're gonna need against the Raiders coming up here pretty soon. Gosh, Jacobs the top two or three in yards for running backs. So, yeah, yeah. And he's playing pretty good. So let's talk about the defensive concerns. Do you have any defensive concerns after the way the Washington Commanders were able to get some you know get some yards? They scored three touchdowns against the 49ers, which, I mean, a lot of people were shook off of that. Um, what do you think about the, you know, Diomero Lenore and that secondary? Does that does that concern you any of the way that Washington was able to you know, have a lot of success throwing the football? So, 
we've seen a couple times every game where there's just con- confusion on the back end. You see Hufanga kind of like looking at, at someone like, I thought you had him. I thought, was I supposed to have him? So on some level, that, that, that's concerning. It's, and it's a, it's, it's a little concerning the third and 13, third and 14, third and 15s that, that they've given up, especially last week. So there's something there. And once again, it's not a concern because it happened on Saturday. It's a concern because if we get to the Super Bowl, we'll play, play Cincinnati or Kansas City or the Bills who have elite quarterbacks with elite, elite, elite offensive talent. So it's, it, it's something that I want them to, to iron out. And, and the, the late touchdown in Seattle where Noah Fant just ran by literally uncovered. Like, like that kind of stuff can't happen. Like we, 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 this defense is so good that we need to, to make sure that we don't have those mental lapses because I believe that if we actually have to make a team earn a touchdown, with, good luck. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've seen them right get fourth, you know, uh, fourth down stops, pretty consistently goal line stops. This defense never gives up. It's tough to get touchdowns against the 49ers. And uh, the Washington football team got three, you know, and, and that's that's pretty impressive. I think that, you know, the the last one to Curtis Samuel, the least impressive out of all of them. Uh, Dotson got, you know, free on the back part of the, you know, the end zone. I think there was a confusion there. Yep. A lot of people automatically wanted to put that on Lenore. Uh, but I saw, you know, a, a little bit of some squatting going on there, you know, on on a, a shorter route and not carrying that guy deeper, which I would have loved to have seen. So I think there is some confusion there. I think they did make a concerted effort to go with a more max protect look and then try to get the ball vertically down the field or yeah. to take advantage of Diameter Lenore. But overall, I didn't think that it was anything that, like, made me worried about this 49ers defense or anything they couldn't figure out. It just was like, oh, here's a new way that a team's going to try to attack this defense. Now D'Amico Ryan's, and then we're going to go figure out how to overcome it. I mean, yes, but at the same time, like, if we saw Buffalo with McKenzie and Diggs and that receiving core, that could be be an issue. And obviously, if we saw the Bengals with Jamar and T. Higgins and, and, and Tyler, boy, that's a better, those are better Reasons right. than the Redskins and a, and a much 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 better guy getting the ball Pulling to the those trigger. guys too. Yeah. No, so, I I agree with you. I would argue that's the concern. I would argue the Commanders' offensive line is as good or better than all than both of those teams you just mentioned, though. I'd say it's definitely better than the Bills' O line. That Bengal O line is playing really well after the first first couple weeks of the season. It's, it's been on. They've given up like forty sacks this year. But like literally like, like twenty. Or those win the first four games. Yeah, but have, do they go against Bosa and Armstead and and Ebucom? I mean, they haven't yet, but they might never. And the thing is, is I I, think... I, I actually think that as right now, if you if you ask me who's in the Super Bowl, I'd say it's it's us and Cincinnati for round three. I think you might be right. You know, I think it, it could have happened last year. It should have happened last year. I think yeah. if Jimmy wouldn't have hurt his shoulder, it probably would have happened. Yeah, but I think that you know, I mean. We're going to get into the playoffs here in a minute, but I do think that the 49ers are okay. Uh, you know, even in a bad defensive performance, they gave up 20. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's the bar, though. It's it, like it, they're so good that, oh, my God, they gave up 20 it, points. I think anything over 17, you feel like it was a bad game. Yeah. And that's what yeah. this defense has done because we never would have thought that in previous years. And I would say this is kind of the way I used to think in like the 2011 season yep. with Harbaugh. 
It was like, we're going to run the football. We're going to have a 100-yard rusher. You're not going to get over 100 yards. Yeah, and you're not going to come close to scoring 20 points. And that's how we're going to win. Yeah. And in that 2011 team, you're going to turn the ball over. And that's how I'm kind of feeling about this one. Turnovers happen. Yep. You're not running the football. And you're not getting close to 100 yards. And we're going to run the football and hit you with play action passes and win. And it just it just feels like it's a, a recipe for success. And it's a tried and true method. To do. This team feels overall better, though. I I agree. It one, does for no. The only thing one is one through fifty three. I think this is a, this is a, a, a better roster than even Harbaugh. It could be, but the, remember the time. You don't know how those feelings felt at that moment, right? You can't right. feel those same things. If you could feel the same moment like back to back days from what you felt in twenty eleven till now, like real experience, I wonder if you would still feel that way with Justin Smith and Alden Smith and they, Patrick Wilson, Navarro Bowman. That's, Dante Whitner and Golton not secondary people out. was physical, but but they weren't as good. There was not a, a Jimmy Ward or a a Tavarius Ward that that would that would just just cover the hell out of you too. Yeah, I I, I agree that uh, I worry somewhat about the secondary a little bit for those rosters. So let's flip it, Jason. We got a game coming up this week. Las it's on. Vegas. It's on New Year's Day against the Las Vegas Raiders. It's gonna hold. Really wish I really wish that. it's going to hold a lot of importance, you know, for well, Bay for Area team. fans. You know, I mean, the 49ers are going to want to win. The Raiders, I mean, Raider fans are going to want to win this. The Raiders and, will win. Oh, no, 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 sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you're going to have an, and we talked about it a little bit, interesting matchup where you got Josh Jacobs, who's having a very, very good season. Um, you know, he's rushed for nearly, he's getting close to 1,500 yards. He has too. 11 <laughs> touchdowns. Yes, they didn't get his fifth year yep. option. That's going to end up being a huge blunder. Whoops. Uh, but after that, they have Devontae Adams and they have Waller and then they have who? Hunter Renfro, too. Is he scaring you? Is is he going to be that? We can't cover him with Jimmy Warden and. No, I, he, he's, and he's not scary. He's a, he's a good player though. Like he's a good solid guy that you can. He, he's kind of our Jawan Jennings. You don't you don't go and say, oh my god, we gotta stop Hunter Renfro. But on 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 third and eight, where's Carr going? You know, on on third and eight, where's pretty going? It, it's called third and Jawan for a a a, a, a reason. So and once again, he, he, I doubt he'll ever be a a, a football guy. But he's, he's a guy on he's a guy who can, can contribute to a an actual winning team though too yeah i think the reason i bring it up is here we are talking about the rate and i bring it up because if you look at what the 49ers are going to have to plan for you know for on the on the defensive side of the football Derek carr's been turning the ball over but they're not turning to Jarrett stidham so it's going to be Derek carr yeah uh jacobs it, you have to stop the run but what is the 49ers philosophy for every single game they go into defensively stop, stop the run, run first. make them one-dimensional Attack. make them have to pass yeah. Right, you know you got Devontae Adams, and Devontae Adams, everyone's brought it up. He's killed the 49ers in the past, but here's the big difference. Number one, he's not playing with Aaron number one, Aaron no more. Number two, we didn't have Tarverius Ward before. So now you got that Tar- to me is more than him not playing, playing with, with Aaron Rodgers. Because if you look at Carr or if you look at this year, he's 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 going to set the their single season receiving yards. Record. So it's not like he's having a down year. Like he's having a still a really good year, but we've never had that lockdown number one corner though, too. Yeah, and and we know Ward's going to travel with. Yes, him. thank God. So that's going to be that's going to be fun. So let's say that they're both going to get theirs on that. You know, yeah. I don't think Devontae's going to kill him, but I think Devontae will get his because he's just special. He's just too good. Yeah. But then you, so then what you start doing is okay. We've we take it. We're going to slow down the run game. 
Uh, that's going to take away one aspect. And then you're going to slow down Devontae. So it comes down to Darren Waller, who that... the 49ers are built to, you know, Jimmy Ward could get on him a little bit. They could do some things with Hufanga and, you know, Gibson. But also, Fred Warner can help take away say, Waller. Fred can probably cover him still, right. so, honestly. Then well, the key matchup in this game because of that is Mac Hollins and Hunter Renfro against Yelmer Lenore and who's left of Jimmy Ward and, and Tashawn Gibson. Yeah. Is 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 that is is that what we're are we worried about that? Oh well, what do you mean by worried? Like, I mean, you... are we worried that they can they can take over and help win the football game? Oh oh, like if we're talking about can the the Raiders actually beat us? No, yes, yeah, they can't. No, <laughs> can they make it uh, a couple drives kind of spicy? Absolutely, they can. Right. But in terms of consistency, minutes being able to because their defense is. I always say a work in progress. Um, do they have enough firepower to stop us? To you know, they'd have to, to hold us to twenty between seventeen and twenty four, and and I don't think they can get us that that low still. So they might get seventeen twenty one against us, but but not going that low against their defense though. Right, and then you've got you know Chandler Jones. He's listed as doubtful. Um, We'll see, you know, what happens this week in practice, but he might be out. Their starting middle linebacker, Denzel Perryman, he might be out. Yep. Uh, they've got Rocky Singh questionable. He'll probably play. So they're dealing with injuries on defense as well. To me, I mean, this is going to be a tough one. They just had a huge loss last week that devastated their the playoffs. playoff hopes. Yeah, like knocked them out. So, so this is one of those things where are they ready to go fishing? You know what I mean? I mean, if I'm Chandler Jones and I'm doubt, if I'm, I have a chance to play, do you play? I don't think you do. So this is one of those times where you start getting we'll veteran guys and start taking who's inventory. checking out and who's checking in. Yeah, no, the, the, but that also can be kind of scary though too because you don't know what to expect. If, if they were still, if they had beat the beat Pittsburgh, which they really should have, and we'd come in, okay, they're fighting for their playoff live, so we know that. They're going to subscribe a clock for everything, so we better bring our A game. Now, we don't know. Are they, they, are they in or, or are they out? You know, it, like, that, that doesn't matter. Where are they? You don't care about the other team, what they're playing for, what they want. You know what no, you no, want. No, you know I'm what saying, you're playing for. No, I, I, I'm saying from for how to view the game because... Oh, as a, as a, as a fan? Yes, because okay. we're sitting here thinking, oh, which team will show up now? Whereas if they, if they had won, we, we know that... Oh, yeah, that they're playing hard. Yeah, so... Yeah. That kind of team where you're, you know, it's like <laughs> the Bulls are all going on. I still haven't watched it yet, but the team who 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 is happy to be in that bowl or the team who lost the last game or two, and now the, and they're stuck in that bowl. You know, it, it's yeah. kind of that. It's that mentality of do they really want to be here? Are they really going to compete, or are they going to just gonna gonna show up? Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I just think. I mean, this isn't going to affect the, how the 49ers approach the game. It shouldn't. Uh, and, you know, if the Raiders come in and, and they are not motivated for this game or not playing smoked. for something, you're right. They're going to get absolutely smoked. I think there's going to be, a, you know, I think I think they'll show up because I think that they are a prideful group. You know, they have leaders on their football team like Derek like Carr. Derek Carr, and, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're going to push. Devontae Adams ain't going to want to lose. You not know, him lose. and Carr are not going to want to lose to the 49ers. Yeah. They're going to go out there and try to push for it. I just don't know if they have it, you know, one through 53 enough to actually defeat the 49ers. But I think we'll get a good effort. And I think the 49ers are going to give a good effort because Minnesota is just flirting with dropping Disaster. that spot. 
I mean, they just keep flirting like, with here, the Jason. We're hands you. Oh, hang on. No, we're oh, no, no, not yet. Yeah. So, Jason, let's talk about the 49ers. Let's talk about the playoff update and exactly where they sit, you know, amongst, uh, you know, the top teams in the NFC. And, of course, you know, the division leaders, Philly, they take the loss because they you know, don't have the starting quarterback, Jalen Hurts. You have Minnesota sitting there in the two seed, one game ahead of the 49ers. And now they've got something to play for because they're one game behind now too, Philadelphia so. for the number one seed. And then, of course, you've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at seven and eight. Trying Both to hold South on. divisions are under 500. Yeah. It's embarrassing. It, it's the, the South. You know, the teams are holding on there. Uh, we got a couple teams right behind the. The Buccaneers, but then your wild card. You've got the 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 Cowboys. They're more than likely going to be. The, in fact, they are going to be the number five seed. They're uh, locked in. Yeah, yeah. Unless they catch Philly, which I don't think they'll ultimately catch Philly. But I believe even if, if they catch them, Philly still has the tiebreaker, though. Yeah. Well, right now Philly has not clinched the division, which means it's still out yeah. there. Uh, New York Football Giants sitting at the sixth seed. If the playoffs started right now, they would play the 49ers in round one. And then the Washington Commanders, who the 49ers just played, are the team that you know uh, is sitting in the seventh seed and would play the Minnesota Vikings, which I think could be tough for the Vikings overall. And then we have the teams in the hunt. Seattle sitting at seven and eight. Detroit seven and eight. What a huge loss that was for Detroit. That was bad. Uh, that was bad. Seattle, we kind of expected to lose to Kansas City. Yeah. Green Bay coming on strong right now. And then you've got Carolina and New Orleans, who are pretty much in the hunt. They're a game back, they're or a game and a half back yeah. of the seventh seed, but they're a game back in the division as they're well. They're closer to the division than they're the seventh seed. That's the truth. <laughs> that is the truth. It sounds so bad. So, Jason, I want to know how you feel about this, because you, you brought up to me when we were doing our, our pre-show meeting that you would rather sit in the three seed and play the New York football giants than you would get to the two seed and have to play the seven seed. At first, I thought you meant the Washington Commanders, but you mean anyone who fits that spot. Uh, let me know exactly what you're thinking about that. Okay, so so un unfortunately, you guys can't see what, what we're looking at, but we're actually looking at the whole board right here. And right. I don't think the Redskins or the Commanders are going to make the playoffs. So I don't I don't think they, they get in. I, I, I don't think Seattle gets in. So I think that last spot comes down to either the Packers or the, the Lions. Yeah. And that's why I'm a little leery. I'd rather play the Giants than either of those teams because both of the, uh, those teams have made rapid improvement in the second half of the season. Rodgers is a lot more confident in his young receivers. The defense is starting to get a little, get a little more healthy. All right. And the Lions have a top five offense in the sport. So... And and Dan Campbell's batched crazy enough to, to run who knows what kind of trick plays. I'd rather see the Giants because the the, the Giants we know exactly what they are. They're average receiver. They're probably a little b below average at quarterback, and they're they're elite at running back. Okay, so what do we what do we do best on defense? We stop the run. Okay, great. I so because of that. Now if. If we got to two, well, they can't go back either. They can be eight, eight, and one. So at worst, they stay in the, the six. Nobody else can, barring a tie, can actually catch them, except for the commanders. You're talking about the New York football giants. Right. So if 
if the if the Giants stay at six, I'd rather us stay at, at three. If it's just because I I think it's an easier matchup, and I'd rather have them fly across country, having to play on on our grass, not not smoke our grass, but play on our grass, and just to see how good Saquon and that run game can do against our defense. I think matchup wise. You know, I, I like the 49ers playing the New York Giants. I think that's a, a solid matchup for the 49ers. Um, to be honest with you, I don't care if it's if it's the Giants, the Commanders, the, the Seahawks, the Lions, the Packers. I don't care who it is. The 49ers can win that, fo- that matchup because they're a more complete football team than all of them. I think you want to sit- you know, get yourself situated for round two of the playoffs. And I think a having Minnesota come to San Francisco, even though I have no problems playing Minnesota in Minnesota, I would rather play in Levi stadium with our crowd behind the team and playing and having Minnesota have to make that trip. Because I think that sets you up for a situation where you beat Minnesota and you haven't even had to leave California. And then whatever happens between Philly and Dallas in round two, you let happen. And if Dallas is able to knock off Philly, that means you never had to leave California to potentially get to the Super Bowl. And if, for some reason, Philly does win, and I think they are one of the better teams in the league, so they can't, they'll have a good chance, if not be heavily favored in that matchup with Jalen Hurts back, I think then you have one trip in you. You didn't have to go to Minnesota and come back and then go to Philly and come back. Now you just go to Philly one time to let it all ride, one road win, and then you can get it done. That's why I think it's more important for the 49ers to get to the number two seed than I do for them to, uh, you know, have a good first round matchup. I mean, oh, if we're talking the the big picture, yes. I, well, I, that's why. Why wouldn't we be talking I, I about the big picture? If we're talking about round one, then I would agree a little bit. Well, I mean, which, which those teams scare you in round one? Not, not, not. I, not, I wouldn't say scare me. No. Um, Can the 49ers beat the New York Football Giants? The well, first, first of all, uh, the the premise is San Francisco has the ability to beat anyone in the sport because our defense is, is is that good. Then why aren't we talking about round two of the playoffs? Because in order to get to round two, you gotta get to round. But you just said they can one. beat anyone. Why so, are you? Is, there's a team you actually are concerned with? Not concerned, but I just like I said, I'd rather not see see the Lions or the Packers because, excluding last Saturday. Lions have been on a really hot streak, and the Packers are starting to look like they're kind of kind of coming around too. And I I I don't I I honestly can't go there with you. Teams that are hot coming into playoffs can be dangerous, right? It's that way in basketball. It's that way in in NFL. It's that way in baseball. I mean, two years ago, the Braves had the least amount of wins. I mean, any playoff team. They got hot. They won the whole whole world series. So yeah, here's where it gets interesting. You have Green Bay versus Minnesota this week. Yes, that gets a huge game. If Green Bay wins, they have a good shot at making the playoffs, and we need Green Bay to win to get the 49ers to two. Yes, that could set up the Green Bay versus the 49ers. Two, it gets the two right seven in play then too. How good do Green Bay play against the 49ers in the playoffs? That was, uh, but you know that that was different though. Is Devontae Adams coming through that door? No, but. Is Reggie White coming through that door? I would Is say Mike Holmgren coaching that game. I would say that they're re- receiving core now with Dobbs and Watson and Oh yeah, I'm waiting for this. Lazard is a better core one through three than, than it was with Devontae. 
Devontae Adams is better than all three of them combined. He, he, Devontae's the best receiver in the sport. Like, I'm, I'm not saying he's not. But it was him and not much else, though, too. And the way that they're using Watson in kind of a, a Debo role where he's taking handoffs, taking reverse, that, that, that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, he's fast. He's very fast. How fast is Fred Warner? Not quite as fast. How fast is Drake Greenlaw? Are they not, the best linebackers side-to-side in the entire league? They don't run... Or three. Are they the best side-to-side linebackers in the entire league? Hands down. Yeah. Would they know what to read out of LaFleur's offense? I would I would certainly hope so. Yeah. And then, so I'm supposed to worry about Dalbs, who's, I mean, he's a he's a good receiver. Don't he's, get me wrong. But you're telling me I, I can't just put Traverius Ward on him and be like, have fun. Enjoy the show. Everybody else pay attention to Christian Watson on the reverses and everything. You're, you're not wrong. <laughs> I know I, I'm not I'm wrong. I'm just saying, though. That offense has the ability to be a lot more explosive than, than that offense does. Than the New York Football Giants. Absolutely. I'm with you, right? They got so, Richie James. There's not a lot of he's, he's Saquon. Can't, he can't even catch a pass. Yeah. That dude's hand, hands are terrible. To me, the, the only reason I say this, I think Washington's skilled players overall are, are, are more dangerous than Green Bay's. Well, yeah. J- Detroit has still got Jared Goff and no real weapons on offense. They got a couple dudes that are pretty good. Amon Ross. I like Amon Ross. Is he a game breaker? No, but he's someone. What who, about Seattle? They scare you? No, hell no, no, no. I, I, I'm just I said, saying. I don't get it. I don't think. I think Seattle's toast. Yeah. Like I, I think it comes down to the Lions and the Packers and and the Commanders. I think are, are the only are, are the the three teams who have a shot. Like I don't. I, I don't think Seattle has a shot at, at all anymore. Yeah. So I I want the two seed. I'm care. I care more about round two. Uh, I don't think anything is easy or anything's a given, but I think that's the best situation well, for the 49ers. Uh, okay, so you <laughs> Giants got are a given. Well, let's let's get back to it. I, I went ahead and added the graphic. I think you can see it there. Um, for those, everyone's been looking at the playoff picture that oh, you're looking at. So there we go. Uh, that that's good. Everyone got to see that. But now we're going to be flipping over back, you know, to the Raiders a little bit here. I want you to give a really bold prediction for 49ers versus Raiders. Really bold prediction. A game in Las Vegas that that, yeah. that 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 has some scary connotations, um, especially some of the things I've seen in Vegas. Like, yeah. Ooh, sorry, um, really well prediction. Okay, we finally get Brock Purdy up around three hundred three hundred yards. Okay, so Brock Purdy's going to have more of an explosion on offense. Uh, Two thirty four this last week. You think it's going to get closer to three? I think it'll be. Plus 275. Like that. So now it's time, Jason, for your score prediction. My score was actually pretty pretty close. You were 10 points off on offense, and you were uh, four points off on defense. I, I said 31. You, no. said, you said 27. Oh. I said 30. <laughs> 16. I'm going to throw one of those red flags. Red okay, flag. Roll, roll the tape. Challenge flag. <laughs> Challenge flag. Um, because like you said, twenty seven points on offense. Horse said twenty seven points on offense. Jane the base said twenty seven points on offense. Really? Yeah. Well, because we gave that that, that defense a lot credit. If it would have been, you know, one of those things where it was pretty close for the third quarter score. <laughs> <laughs> but shoot, fifty five. That's pretty good. It, yeah. was, it was only fourteen holes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. Um, four. I think it's gonna be like a. I'm going to say 35 to go 18. 35 to 18. I was going to get 18, but I think yeah. it's going to be. 
I, I like it. You know, go a little off, you know, the, the reservation with an 18-point score. I don't know how many times there's been 18 points scored in a game. Two touchdowns in a report. No, two touchdowns in a... No. I feel like 19 or... Safer. Let's go 17. Okay. It's, it's more, more realistic. Than, <laughs> you know, a touchdown, two touchdowns, one with a two-point conversion and a field goal. Wow, Jason could have got to 18. Uh, and that didn't work out, but... Uh, so, yeah, 49ers with another big victory. I like that, Jay Hill. And another great episode of the Ant Hill Show. Um, last one of the year. Yeah, last one. Next time we see you, it'll be 2023. 2023. Hopefully scary. celebrating nine straight wins for the 49ers. Hopefully celebrating in what I want, the two seed. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Go Aaron Rodgers on Sunday and then die like a dog the next week. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, so hey, hey, great episode, Jay Hill. Can't wait to see you for the next one. Go Niners. Niners. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie. Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. If you travel, you know when it comes to love. See you soon. Can't wait. The sky is no limit. You know with your Delta Amex card, being oceans apart means meeting in Aruba. And booking a war travel with your card means saving 15% on Delta flights. You know kissing under the bridge of size guarantees eternal love. Because you're the long-distance lovebirds. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Takeoff 15, discount not applicable to partner-operated flights or taxes and fees. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.